Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. But Cavs basketball is finest, not on display last night, uh, as without Donovan Mitchell, they lost to Orlando in the first game of the second half. I have takes. I've, the loss doesn't bug me, but I do have takes. Oh, the, the loss bugged me. Uh, well, yeah, I've, you were I've, you were at the arena. I got to watch it from my recliner last night. It I would bug like me I, more if I was there. I, I just kind of felt like I saw that movie before, like last April. Um, I've seen that several times with this team, getting bullied around by a team that shouldn't bully you around. But that is neither here nor there. Right now, we're going to talk about the Cavs. Second half of the season, maybe the NBA All-Star game. Let's see if he has a fix for it. We haven't done that kind of radio this week. Everybody else has. We have not, though. And to do so, we're going to welcome on Fox Sports NBA writer. He's also author of Tanking to the Top, the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Most Audacious Process in the History a professional sports, your own Weitzman, joining us now on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Your own, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm uh, I'm genuinely shocked that you did not do how to fix the author uh, ha- game video yet. So Tuesday, about fifty percent of our our, our pre show is we're not going to do that because <laughs> here's the thing: like that's not really even the biggest problem. In the NBA getting them to play defense in January and like a regular season game is much more frightening to me and and, te- and like a tedious task to fix than like fix a game that nobody cares about that doesn't count. Yeah, sorry. My, uh, I agree that this is now we're veering into, but my, my <laughs> whole take on that, and if somebody was there, it's a little different. It's, the part that I found most interesting was not whatever. The all-star game conversation is one that every sport's having, having now, right? We see it everywhere. It was more that um, Adam Silver basically, you know, uh, made, was made to look stupid. And I think that was more interesting to me, that he kind of did this whole PR tour. It's going to be a serious game. We think the player is going to be competitive. We're going back to tradition, blah, blah, blah. Um, he went out on a limb, and the players uh, didn't seem to care. And to me, that was more interesting, just to tell, in terms of the, uh, I don't know, the status that he holds within his player ranks. So I, I agree with you, and I kind of came away from his frosty exchange with a winning team. Yeah. Where yeah. I, I kind of came away wondering whether the kumbaya vibe that the league and the association and Adam try and sell – I, I, it feels like there's a cold war between the players and Silver because I think Silver does legitimately want to make the game better. It just seems like the owners just want to, uh, the players just want to take as much money from the owners as they can. Is that a fair read? Um, yeah, which I, I would like. That's like the labor job is to get as much, and you know, and they did a collective bargaining, and I think most people would say that the owners uh, made out better, right? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's the union though. Like Andre Gudala. Silver talks about talking with Andre Iguodala, who's the now acting head of the union. I mean, the union is a bit of a mess, but he's the now acting head of the union. Um, and he was on uh, the same page. And I, there was a report, I think, from Vinny Goodwell at Yahoo that Iguodala had come by the locker room before the game, even the locker rooms with like Bird and, you know, part of those groupings of guys saying, hey, let's have a competitive game. Um, 
so I don't know if it's a union ranks as much as the, the players, right? <laughs> That's the thing. So, I, But uh, it is interesting because Silver's always positioned himself and has had really good relationships with the players. Um, I think part of it is I have a genuine desire to do so. Part of it is also political, right? Like the players don't think you're going to screw them or you're going to come after them, you know, try to squeeze them in negotiations if you're, if you're their friend. Like they, it's hard for them to understand that. Um, so it's a smart political stance by Silver as well. But we also have a new generation coming in. Like he came up, it was LeBron's and Chris Paul's and guys like that. It's a younger generation who he might just be the old guy again and, and not have that same relationship. I don't know if that's the case. But to me, that's something that's kind of worth monitoring going forward. Well, the game wasn't the only one was terrible. Saturday night was pretty awful. I mean, you had guys running the obstacle course that didn't know the rules. Uh, the winner of the dunk contest didn't even in the league. Was it as bad? Uh, for you to to watch as it was for, I guess, the rest of the country? Yeah, I was there. I mean, Saturday night was – and they also – they do it in this football stadium. Um, they yeah, Lucas Oil. Stadium, which, again, it's just it's too big, right? Like, it was just way too big. Um, a, a secret about All-Star Weekend is the fans. It, it's usually – in attendance, it's a lot of corporate and business partners, so you're not going to get yeah. – even if it's a great event, I don't know if you're going to get a rowdy uh, crowd, right? Yeah, they got to have the guy um, yelling every five seconds, make some noise! Yeah, yeah. So and then because it's the event, it's kind of like an NBA convention, and the the actual um, goings on on the court are almost secondary, which is maybe not what fans want to hear. Um, so there's that, but yeah, like I think playing the football, yeah, it, there was no vibe. I, jo- I joked that it sounded. I, I'm in, I live in New York. I joked that it uh, had the same vibe as the Nets game in the Barclays Center. You know, so that LED court though uh, that they had at Lucas Oil was pretty sweet. Uh, I'm, you I, like that? So this is part well, of my thing. I'm also I'm sick of this stuff. I, I guess something <laughs> old and cranky. Like no more colored courts, no more balls with 14 different logos on them. Like let's just. Also, I got to imagine. I didn't ask anyone because I don't really care. But I imagine if like so, if we wanted to accentuate the and emphasize the three point contest, which I think is something that we've all agreed upon. Like that's probably the most fun part of the weekend these these, these years, right? And just seeing how good these guys are at shooting. Um, I would imagine like. I haven't asked, but a, a weird lighting and a different kind of ball. I don't know. If you want to see how good they are, give them a normal ball and a normal court and let them shoot. Is that the um, future, though, yeah, those LED works. courts? Like, is that something what? that they're talking about? That's a great question. I can pretend I haven't, I don't know. I haven't asked anyone. I hope not. I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
your own, I've neglected to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers for five yeah, minutes. Sorry. So I, oh no, it's been on me. So I'm pretty sure my producer's head is, is going to explode here. I'm curious whether you see them as a legitimate Eastern Conference Finals contender, or whether you need to see more from them down the stretch. No, for sure. I mean, there's like you know, basically, I guess five teams in there in the East and that mishmash who could all. I wouldn't be stunned if any of them made the Eastern Conference Finals. I wouldn't be stunned if any of them lost in the first round either, right? Like there's this, there's that mix of they're all really good, and I think they're all pretty equal. And I think a lot of it's going to come down to health and matchups, which is not a fun answer, but it's going to make. But it, while it's not a fun answer, it will make the next where we got two months until the playoffs start. It will make those next two months really fun to watch. You know, last night they didn't have Donovan Mitchell. Um, you know, and and so it kind of fell on on Darius Garland and. Even though the national media has been trying to talk Donovan Mitchell out of Cleveland for the, since they made the trade, uh, he seems pretty happy here. But m- my question's about Garland and and where he f- fits into this. You know, is he a winning player? Like he he had good numbers last night. He had eighteen and ten, but didn't play a really good game. Like, um, just what's your take on Darius and where he's at in his career? I like him a lot as a player. Um, you know. Is he is he in a position where he's he's not being maximized because him and Mitchell are not an ideal fit and you have some diminishing returns there in terms of the combo? I would think so too. Um, I think I think in terms of like the long term answers, I think the playoffs are going to tell us so much for a team like Cleveland especially, right? Like just again, they could if they lose in the first round and it's an ugly five game series and Garland struggles and the Mobley out Allen thing, I know they're staggering them a lot, but like it doesn't work out and JB Bickerstaff is, you know, out coached again. I think you could see wholesale changes, but for all we know it comes it clicks in the playoffs. I, I really think they're one of these teams that, you know we're we're gonna see the front office is gonna make their decisions based on the playoffs and I think the playoffs will tell us a lot of what we need to know in terms of the questions you're asking. Right, in terms of how these guys fit, can it work? Is there are there moves that need to be made here? So do you see this more as like a Celtics dynamic where you've got Tatum and Brown and everybody's like, well, they're both great. They're both everything you want in the NBA as dominant wing players, but they're both two alphas and that's getting in the way. But yet the Celtics continue to ring it back. Or is this more like Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum, the existential crisis they never dealt with in Portland? Uh, Maybe in the middle, I I guess I would – I would say it's not t- the Tatum Brown thing. The difference is they're big wings, right? So you you can never. That's a mentality standpoint. You want to get how the guys can work together, and they basically have. Um, but like you don't have to worry about those two. They're both big wings and both great defensive players and two way players, right? The, the problem is you have the two point guard, the two undersized guards who are both ball dominant and neither uh, a great defender. Is you're just you're, you're putting a lot of pressure on your defense. Now again. They have defense as a great, so it hasn't been an issue. But again, in the playoffs, that stuff gets a little different. Um, and matchups, the way teams hunt individuals, it's just a whole different ball game. Um, so I, I guess, you know, the Dame CJ one is an interesting. That's probably that's. It. I hadn't actually thought of that myself. So uh, I, I don't know if that's a common thing you guys talk about around the Cleveland area. I think just that's uh, probably... just cite Nick Wilson at Nick Wilson says we're good. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so I think that's pretty interesting. I think that's actually a pretty good comp. I think Garland might be a little better. I'm I'm curious. I feel like Garland's a little better than CJ McCollum ever was, um, and more of a, a playmaker and kind of a point guard as opposed to a get buckets guy. Um, but it's just the two undersized guards. It's it's just really hard in the NBA if you have two undersized ball dominant guards in your backcourt. How much pressure is on JB Bickerstaff right now? Uh, it's certainly not no pressure. Right? <laughs> so like again, it's been good. Um, 
you know, I, I'm not using that term hot seat. I think if things don't go well in the playoffs, he could be in trouble. But I think we kind of knew that, right, coming into the season. So, like, he doesn't have to. It's not like a – I don't want to say he's coaching for his job. But there, I'll say it like this. I don't think there are many coaches who could survive the way the way the Cleveland was outplayed. And he was outcoached last year against the Knicks, right? I don't think there are many coaches who could survive a second – another season following that that doesn't meet expectations. Your own Weitzman, Fox Sports NBA writer on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, of the teams that have yet to kind of play like we expected them to in the East, the Bucks and the Sixers, which one of yes. those teams do you think has a better chance of putting it back together and being the team everybody expected them to be, a true, legitimate Eastern giant? So it's like two different situations, right? So the Sixers, that's just purely health. Like if, if Embiid is really health of one guy, right? If Embiid comes back, that team is they're, – they're a finals contender. That team is loaded. We saw what Embiid was doing on offense. Um, adding Buddy Hield is only going to make that offense even more uh, difficult to guard. Kyle Lowry, you know, he's, he's, he struggled in Miami. It was great, but, you know, he's, he's a good – he'll give them good backup point guard minutes. Um, and the thing that they've – the reason they struggled most since Embiid has been out – has been and this has been their defense and you know as, as Bead was great and was getting all this credit for his great offensive season all deserved the underrated part was how uh, how often he was playing defensively and how so much of the Sixers defense had been tailored around with the pressure and Bead's just going to block everything at the back end if you look at the numbers he was contesting more shots than ever at the rim and this is something that Nick Nurse emphasized when he came in was kind of talking to Bead over the offseason he wanted Bead just to go block and attack everything. Um, so if if they get Embiid back, uh, they're they're monster. That team is fantastic and great. We saw that at the beginning of the season, right? Um, so it's just about that. Milwaukee, I mean, there's not a health. There's just I don't know. It's a vibes thing. There's some weirdness. Um, you can also be there's more tangible stuff. Like Lillard has not been the player he was in Portland. He's taken a little step back. I think he's like around 35 percent on three and not as explosive. Um, you know, and having not, just not as not as uh, electric and dominant, and uh, they've had a bit of a talent drain. And when you have guys like Pat Connaughton and Bobby Porter so aren't playing well, and all of a sudden you look at Milwaukee and they're getting close to failing the oversimplistic test of how you know how do you know if you're a Finals contender? Can you give a superstar and can you put five guys on the court in the playoffs who can all hold their end on both ends of the floor, right? Um, and if we often see that's what it comes down to in playoff basketball. And Milwaukee, it's just. It, it, they're getting close to not having that, and a big part of that are guys like Portis and Collington struggling in the depth, just not being there. So, I, if you're asking me, it's kind of like the question to answer your question. The it's what do you bet? What do you rather bet on? Embiid's health returning or Milwaukee figuring things out? I'd almost rather go on. You know, I'd almost bet on Philly more. The only other curveball there is they're I'm looking at now a game and a half out of the plane. Um, so that's the other part that will be interesting that they fall into the play and then is it beat literally back by, like, is he back and ready to go for a do or die game? We seem to have discovered the Cavs don't like two things, size slash length and physicality. So how many church candles and how much praying or should they be doing that they don't square off with the Knicks again in the playoffs? <laughs> that's a lot, right? That's, um, yeah. I mean, the Knicks team, I live in New York, this Knicks team, it's, it's just wild to watch. It's such an embodiment of their coach. Um, in an interesting way, and not in a way where, like, I don't like when people describe them as a bunch of tryhards and, you know, Thibodeau's coaching them up and he's doing all that. But, like, they're big and physical, but they're also really good at doing the big and physical things, right? Guarding, uh, uh, contesting at the rim, rebounds, offensive rebounds, which Cavaliers fans are uh, plenty familiar with, the mixed uh, ability to crash, you know, the strength and crashing glass. 
um, and grabbing offensive misses. Um, yeah, that team, I mean, honestly, I think they're a team that I don't think nobody wants to face, but yeah, just in the playoff series, you play that team four, five, six, seven games in a row. I just think it's going to be a real battle, no matter who you are. Your own great stuff, man. Appreciate you. Enjoy the second half. And hopefully at some point we get to talk about playoff action beyond the first round this year. <laughs> I hope so for you guys. And thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Your own Weitzman there, Fox Sports NBA writer on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Check out his book, uh, Tanking to the Top, the Philadelphia 76ers in the most audacious process in the history of professional sports. We'll react to what he had to say about the Cavaliers and what we heard last night after the Cavs loss on 92.3 The Fan. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.